Welcome everyone tuning in to Hashtag Stories of Healing podcast, episode 21. Stories of Healing is here to inspire, motivate, help others lift and rise up through their past or present struggles by listening in and connecting with the special guest who tunes into sharing their story of healing and how they overcame their battle. What was their healing process? A registered holistic nutritionist who teaches women how to integrate a holistic approach in their mind, body and spirit to address health issues by fueling their minds to cook simple but delicious meals. She has a long history of illness which accumulated with the diagnosis of fibromyalgia at the age of 20 in 2010. She has also dealt with major food allergies her whole life. Because of this, she has debilitating pain and other horrific symptoms. Because of this, she made it her life mission to live a holistic life and holds multiple certifications in nutrition to help others get back to having a life again. She is also the host of the podcast covering all aspects of holistic health with Amanda Love, which has reached over 100 episodes and also has been guest on 70 other podcasts and TV shows such as The Biz TV. She also has been a speaker for panels and many summits across the country. Finally, Amanda is the co-author of the book, Triumph, sorry, Trauma to Triumph. Trauma to Triumph, amazing. Welcome, Amanda. I am grateful to have you on the show today. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so grateful to be here. Awesome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, even though I went into the whole bio, um, share a little bit about yourself. Yeah, my story started when I was, before I was born. So I was born six weeks early and I was just constantly, constantly sick. I was sick every single week. I had immune systems. I mean, it's problems, sinus infections, sore throats, you name it. I had it. And all they kept telling my family was put her on the antibiotics, put her on the antibiotics. Everything looks completely normal. Her blood work looks normal. Everything looks normal. And they don't talk about things like trauma. And that's a big thing. That's part of my story, I feel like is I was, um, my parents divorced when I was six years old. And I had this thing with trauma with my dad remarrying. And she was, I was eight years old. She was actually pregnant with her second child when my dad started to date her. So yeah, even though they met at a church and it was a Christian, I grew up as a Christian and everything like that. And so like, it was just a very, very stressful situation. Um, I was so sick. I wouldn't even go out to the car when he would come to pick us up. I was, I was terrified. I was scared. Um, she wasn't a very nice person. Very, I call, I don't say this very often, but she was very evil and my sister and I were just stressed out to the max. And since I was the oldest out of the four kids, cause I only had one sister and she had two kids and they were babies. I always was the one speaking up. And that's the thing. I was the one who would have to go stand in the corner and be told not. And my sister at one point would be like, Amanda, don't speak up because we would get in trouble. And that's a big Thing to tell a child is okay you have to speak up but then you're going to get in trouble for speaking up and 
from like eight to almost 14 years old, we were just in this stress state. And like, I tell people this, um, I mentioned it in the book. Um, we would have lectures, two or three hour lectures where we just have to sit there in these blue chairs and like hear, like, I don't even know what we were told, but like not nice. We were told to whatever, I don't even remember. And it just was so stressful. The courts got involved that last year. And that's why we moved to Arizona. And Arizona, like I kept getting sick, every, but it lasted four to six, it was four to six weeks. Sometimes I ended up actually going like every two months, but I was just constantly sick. And somehow I completed high school, but like it was a struggle with school. Like I had learning difficulties, school didn't come easy for me. But I was the motivating type that I worked super hard and I got good grades. But the biggest thing was I completed it, went into personal training because I thought that was where I wanted to go. Did a six month course. And then all of a sudden I turned 20, like two weeks later. And all of a sudden I just couldn't get off the bed. Mm -hmm. I was so fatigued. I was in so much pain. I was exhausted. And that's what I tell people I was so like I couldn't even think and that's a big thing and 10 months later which the top rheumatology place and this was in Mesa Arizona and they said oh you have fibromyalgia and here's a brochure explaining what it is explaining the symptoms explaining all that but they then they said well, you could do medication. And we did, I did medication for like two days. But my grandmother was like, you're not staying on that. And then we also, I also did physical therapy for like, I think I believe four to six weeks. I can't remember. And that wasn't helping. I did physical therapy. I did like swimming. I did weights. And I would just come out, I was crying. I was in so much pain. I was so fatigued. And right next door to the physical therapy was pain management. And I tell you, pain management is like the worst thing ever because they draw those circles on your back. So all the trigger points, so your neck, your back, your shoulders, all that. And they shoot this huge needle into your all those trigger points and you're awake and you're in like a hospital gown, even though this is like a doctor's office. Mm -hmm. And like, I tell people your blood sugar drops. So the, of course you have the cookies and juice and they just tell you that's going to help fix the pain, but mm -hmm. it doesn't help fix the pain. And that's a crazy thing is I tell people it's, we just go from doctor to doctor looking for answers. And that's how my story was. I went from doctor to doctor. Um, only did two treatments. I was supposed to do three, but it wasn't helping. And so then I was like, okay. And that was the thing. Like I took, like, I took time to find answers, but my grandmother actually found a wellness chiropractor now, this was 2011, so I was 21 years old, 
And he said, well, if your granddaughter has fibromyalgia at 20, she's been very sick for a very long time. Mm. And the big thing was, my grandma always said, was a light bulb went off in her head. And she said, oh, he really gets it. And I actually worked with him for eight months, found out I had food sensitivities. So I have two genes predisposed me to gluten sensitivity, highest in the wellness chiropractor's office at that time, soy sensitivity, egg sensitivity, dairy sensitivity. So Mm -hmm. I've been off of those for only 11 years in July. But I tell people like, yeah, the food helped, but also dealing with like trauma, mm-hmm. not having a dad being involved in my life, that type of thing. Like there's so many aspects of your health. Like that's mm. just a teeny little bit of my story. Yeah. Heavy right off the gate. And um, I wanted to ask like, yeah. and I, I'm glad you brought it up um, because I wonder that the accumulation of the stress and the trauma within your family could have something to do with the um that chronic illness coming into play getting fibromyalgia and um maybe you know over that time in your youth in your childhood into your youth you were like building um and accumulating that pain within your body and that that i guess pre-con precondition um is that something that uh, you think would definitely um was tailoring towards yeah, I honestly, it was probably, I was protecting myself and stuff. And I feel like it probably just accumulated over the years and stuff. And I think we all take trauma in different ways and stuff. We yeah. all have little traumas and big traumas, but it all affects us differently. Like for my sister, I feel like it affected her differently than it did me. When you three years difference. When you found out that you had fibromyalgia, um, one, I wanted to know what were some of those emotions and feelings that hit you right away? And and two, um, during the time you started to dealing with it and starting to figure out, okay, what kind of therapy or kind of um, support, health support, um, whatever doctor you were choosing with and going to on, what kind of path you were taking to bring healing, um, what were some of those healthy things that you started to work on? What were some of those healthy choices or channels you started to utilize to kind of create more balance and healing into your life honestly i think the feelings was like relief because i felt like there was a name to it but then i also had a distrust that the doctors had the answers mm-hmm. and stuff but they didn't and then also i feel like healing wise i was getting off of all of those foods and stuff but I think the biggest thing it also is you setting boundaries for yourself and making sure those boundaries aren't overstepped. And relationships, you have to protect yourself and the relationships and the people you have in your life too. And I think that's a big thing. And also mm-hmm. I think with trauma, just telling your story over and over and over again, you start to heal. Mm-hmm. And stuff, I tell people, like, I've told my story so many times now. It, like, doesn't faze me. That's why you're on Stories of Healing tonight. Yeah, right? But, Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I think that's the thing is, like, I feel like if you don't tell your story, you're not going to get past it. Right. And I think a lot of times, like, 
we don't tell our stories. And even like, I would say three years ago, probably before I started doing my podcast, before I start my podcast, it's three years. Mm -hmm. So before I started being a guest on two, uh, two years ago for other podcasts, like I didn't share my story. Like I would share it with a friend or a new friend if a new friend came into my life, but I wasn't like sharing my story like all the time. And you could hear like the brokenness when I was telling my story. You could mm-hmm. hear it in my voice. And that's something I've learned. I actually had someone tell me, and she interviewed me earlier this year, and she interviewed me back in February of last year. And she's also the one who's in charge of the book. And she was sort of, it was super interesting to me to hear. She's like, oh, I loved reading your chapter because you told things that you didn't tell in the interview a year ago. And she's like, you've grown so much. And so sometimes we forget about like things in our story and stuff, but I think it's, it's just growth. And like, we have to grow as people. I agree. And I think it's, um, you know, very powerful that we're able to share our stories and, you know, and I like that, um, you know, Trauma to Triumph, the book that you, uh, you know, co-authored with. And um, we will get into that near the end. But um, I think it's amazing how when we share our stories and we connect, it actually creates healing within ourselves. And that's one of the main reasons why uh, I started this podcast, because I was going through trauma of my own. And for me to heal was actually talking to somebody and connecting and it brought instant healing into my life. And I saw the way I was progressing and getting solitude within myself and opening up more. And, um, you know, I think it's super powerful that we're able to connect and share. And um, I have a question for viewers and listeners tuning in who may not know what fibromyalgia is. Would you be able to elaborate a little bit more in detail what um, that illness um, prevails on our bodies? So it's chronic. I feel like it's, for me, it's chronic pain. Um, a lot of people say, well, fibromyalgia is just a diagnosis if they can't figure out what you have. Um you have sleep issues, so you can't fall asleep. You can't stay asleep. You don't get that deep, restful REM sleep. So I always tell people, I felt like I was hit by a truck. That's, wow. yeah, because I was never feeling rested. I was so much pain. Like, focus, I had no focus whatsoever. Usually you have some gut issues, um, IBS. Um, and I just tell people it's just debilitating like you don't Mm -hmm. understand it like I even would say taking like I tell people like taking a shower was excruciating like I wouldn't even take a shower every I mean every few days I would take one but like it just drains you Mm -hmm. and like I just wouldn't go out of the house unless it was once in a while to church and stuff like that but I don't, I don't look at my life back then and I'll be like, oh, poor me. Like I had to go through this and stuff like that. I'm like, I had to look at my life back then and I'm like, well, look where I've come to where I, where I could do interviews, where I could have a life, where, can, where I could spend time with friends in Austin, Texas, where I could do all these things that I mm. want to do. And that's what I tell people is like, 
with your health, you have to take action, especially now with all that's going on in the world. But you don't know, like, I think the biggest thing is like taking action with your health because we only have one life to live and we got to make it the best that we should. For sure. I agree. And, um, I wanted to ask, like taking a step backwards. So you, you got diagnosed with fibromyalgia at the age of 20, correct? And I was from that, from that time until the age you are now until today, what were some of the steps that you took from the moment you got diagnosed until now? What were some of those like really key steps, um, that you took to bring more health and healing into your life? Now, was it through certain channels of um, hobbies, certain types of therapies, maybe even, um, you know, you can go diver into holistic health, which we'll talk about. Um, I would like to to know more about what were some of those steps that you took? Yeah, so the steps I took, so with the wellness chiropractor, he did, me, he did have me on an elimination diet, which is cutting out all of those foods that you, and then adding back in the foods like, and trying it out. So let's try out gluten, see how you feel for a couple of days, mm-hmm. then try out a different food and like that. But also he had me on supplements. I don't remember what the supplements were because it was so long ago. Mm-hmm. And he did the chiropractic stuff, uh, all of that. So that was one of the steps. But like, I feel like it took time. Like I did other things after that. I'm not I did acupuncture, which didn't help. I was still doing stuff else. Like I was also doing more doctor things too. Like that wasn't the last thing I did. But I think it was just like taking time for my body to heal and stuff like that. I feel like that was the big thing was taking time for my body to heal not being on antibiotics because I probably had been on antibiotics since I was like 20, 21 years old was a big thing. Uh, I think dealing with the trauma was probably the biggest thing. I feel like even just like a couple, just like I've already said, like sharing my story was mm-hmm. the biggest thing. Like I didn't do any counseling is suffer that trauma or anything like that. Uh, but I did do, so I lost that grandmother who's the closest person to me, like only two years this summer. And I share that because like I did a grief class and that's a big thing. Like, I feel like for me, like I knew this person was going to pass away. I looked up I was on my church website. I found out that there was like a grief class that was starting. It was like the same week that she was passing. So I've only missed the first week and I signed up like a few days after she passed. And I took that course and I was consistent for 10 weeks. I took that course. Hmm. And it was like August to like the end of November or something. And I tell people that is because it was a two-hour class there was a book so you had to do reading but you get around people who are going through the grief journey and you feel not alone in that journey and I think that's a big thing 
is like we get with our health or whatever we're dealing with in life and we feel like we're so so alone but we're really not there are people that care and stuff and you're never alone if you believe in god amen i agree and um you know i think it's very powerful that um you were be you're able to face on the fear it sounds like you you took the bravery inside the courage um you know instead of like you said you said you didn't really do too much counseling or whatnot but you actually like faced the trauma and um i think that's really amazing and of course it goes into your book you know trauma uh, to triumph and i think um you know, I, I think as people, sometimes when we feel like we're on our own and we're hopeless, um, it's like taking that that one leap of faith, that one leap of faith and, you know, and going through that fear, crossing over that boundary. Um, and it sounds like, you you know, you've been you're obviously successful today and you've crossed that boundary and, and you've, you're able to overcome th- the pain and some of the things that you went through. And now you're helping a lot of people in what you're doing in your online community and in person, everything that you're doing. I think it's incredible, you know, and um, one of my questions is I wanted to ask, when did when did you realize um, that you wanted to start getting into holistic health and how did you really look at, you know, how to integrate um, a holistic approach to life? When was like you that started kicking in in your in your in your in your mindset and where you want to take your path towards, um, you know, living this lifestyle and also helping people like where, where was that jump where was the jump it's that's a that's a good question because i honestly i always had this like passion for like health like ever since i was like 10 years old i was like like doing walking dvds and like i always was interested in nutrition and stuff and when i was doing that personal trade program like there was a hundred hours of nutrition. So I was like, I want to do something with nutrition after this personal training program. So like there was always this like nutrition health nerd in me that was like, I always want to learn more. And I still, I'm very like, very like, I love to learn, but I just had that passion for it. Like at a young age for just fitness but also nutrition it was a pretty close together Mm. that's amazing i think um you know we share that in common and uh you know health and passion for nutrition passion for moving and um i think it's uh incredible as well as people that when we are faced with challenges in our life if we actually get our bodies moving if we eat the right foods, if we focus on the right m- mindset and the right health for our mind, body, and spirit, um, just taking that step alone is already a holistic approach that's creating healing, you know, and medicine to our life. That's one. That's one area right there. And um, yeah, that's really awesome that you're able to take that route and, and kind of follow through with some of those passions that you had in health. Um, when you were going through let's say some of these um, these battles that you were faced with, some of this trauma, um, anything negative that tried to weigh you down, like how did you avoid or embrace your surroundings in a positive way? What, what were some of the things that you really focused on when you were getting faced with, you know, maybe it was negativity, temptations, maybe there's people like you're never going to get okay or, you know, anything. What were the, some of the ways that you embraced those surroundings in a positive way? I think that's what, that's, 
I don't get asked that question, but that's a good question because, like, I feel like for me personally, like, I tell people this all the time. I just had supportive people mm. in my life. Um, I wanted, I like, the biggest supporter was my grandmother. She raised me and everything like that, along with my mom, and it was my sister. So it was just us. And that's what I tell people is like, I had supportive people. I had a mom who was willing to do that elimination diet with me. And my grandmother would cook, was the one who was always cooking and stuff. That's cool. So like for me personally, that was a big thing. And like, I'm so grateful that I had that grandmother because she was the best thing and she was the driving force because I couldn't take myself to those appointments. I was so sick. They were paying for things like out of pocket and stuff like that. And I never take that for granted or anything like that. They were the ones who wanted to get me well. And she had done nursing and stuff like that. So she was the one who was taking me to those doctor appointments because she was the one who could like ask the questions and stuff like that. And I think that's the biggest thing. And I didn't have any like negative people and stuff. I feel like that's a very, very blessed. Mm-hmm. And then the biggest thing for me personally, I feel like was my faith in God. Honestly, I knew there was a reason why I was going through this. I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing. I think that was the reason. And a lot of people are like, I had a friend ask me, he's like, I don't know how you got through it. And I'm like, I do. It's my faith in God and my grandmother and my mother. Amazing. The trifecta of support and love. Yeah. Divine. You know, it's incredible. Um, One of the things I also wanted to ask was um, when you were moving forward and you were going through that phase of that trauma, but you were like taking that leap of faith and you're going into the triumph. You're going into moving forward into your life, focusing on you, focusing on healthy things with the support that you had. Um, what was the hardest thing to let go of inside inside of you? What was the hardest thing to let go of to really help yourself push forward? Um, I think the hardest thing to let go of is like that I don't like I'm that I'm have to do it all and everything and have to be perfect Hmm. and it's okay not to have every single person in my life like relationships i still i mean that's hard especially if you have family that's you just it's just you can't connect with and stuff i think that's a hard thing too but it's all about just protecting your boundaries there's a great book uh, by Henry Cloud. It's a Christian book and it's called Boundaries. Mm-hmm. I read it in a small group a couple of years ago. This is just a great book talking about like setting up good boundaries. Hmm. Shout out. That's a cool book. It sounds great. That's <laughs> awesome. Boundaries are very important in life. You know, we, we're, yeah. we're supposed to we're supposed to spread love. You know, we're supposed to stop the hate, spread the love. We're supposed to help one another on this planet. Um but there is a fine line between creating boundaries as well to protect ourselves as well, you know? And, and I think that's important. Um, if so, was there anything you would have done differently to overcome what you went through? I don't, 
I don't look back at my life and think, oh, I should have changed this. I should have done it differently. Mm-hmm. Because I always say to people, like, my life is what how it's supposed to be. I'm where I'm supposed to be today. And that's a big thing. Like, of course, I tell people, like, find answers if that's the biggest thing people should do is, like, find answers, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. If you want to jump ahead and stuff and not have to go through, like, all these years of struggling and stuff, is actually look a, in a different direction. And there are answers out there for you. Out of all the experiences you've been able to harness through the trauma, through the pain, right. um, what are some words of wisdom that you would be able to share with someone that could be battling fibromyalgia today and some of those challenges you face in your, in your childhood and your youth? What are some words of wisdom from Amanda that will be able to help them kind of push forward and know that it's going to be okay? Yeah, so I always tell people, keep going. Don't give up is the biggest, that's a short answer, but like, don't give up. I feel like we all need to find people who can support us. And don't give up and have that belief that you are going to feel better. It really does start with our mindset. Amazing. Those are those are good words, good choice of words. I agree. I think it is about the mindset. Mindset is everything. Yeah. And um, you know, we do have one life. And I like that you mentioned that. You know, there's there's a point in time in life where you have one moment each day to share, to connect, and to move forward. Why kind of sit in that trauma when you can actually harness it and utilize that to help yourself and maybe even help others around you? And going into that. What is Amanda doing today in holistic health? What are you doing today with your brand, in your business, your podcast, your book? How are you helping people right now today online? And um, yeah, let's hear some, let's hear what is Amanda doing today? Yeah, sure. I'll talk about what I'm doing today. So um, the biggest thing is the podcast is heading three years in May. And I love talking about the podcast just because I create this podcast because I was I just wanted people to feel well and it started out as fibromyalgia podcast but now it's expanded to covering all aspects of holistic health because Mm. I feel like we need to hear from the mindset experts we need to hear about the trauma we need to hear about gut issues sleep issues uh like I had a guest just I just recorded that we talked about the right way to breathe which we don't think about um so like I have someone else coming on who's going to talk about like holistic dentistry and nice wow so I thought that was a cool topic and something people don't even think about we don't think about like our teeth and like what we should be doing with that so mm-hmm. like for me it's all about spreading a message there's different ways to feel better you're not going to get better just working on one thing but you might you can work on one thing at a time so what are we working on today oh maybe it's the relationships maybe it's the mindset maybe it's our food choices maybe it's just something simple like drinking more water like everything mm-hmm. 
has a purpose. And then I sprinkle in a few inspiring stories because I like a good inspiring story as someone who has been told a lot of times I have inspired stories. So I like to do some inspired stories and stuff like that. And for me, like, that's a big thing. But I'm also looking into doing online cooking classes. Nice. I love to cook. Like, that's my big passion. And I love teaching people food is, like, the best way to feeling better, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know how to cook. So doing online cooking classes, in-person cooking classes, a big passion of mine. And, like, anyone who wants to, like, learn how to do online cooking is great because, and that's why I have a Facebook group that's going to cover that and do all that and stuff like that. And along with doing speaking events and doing publicity media is one of my goals, along with, like, online online consultations and stuff like that. So... Like, I love helping people get better if it's through your food choices, through your supplements, talking about, I think a lot of times we think, oh, I could do it myself, but where's the accountability? Like, Mm -hmm. accountability is huge. So if I'm struggling, say if I'm struggling, a lot of times people struggle with emotional eating. Okay, I'm the one who could you could go to and say, well, I'm struggling with emotional eating. And I'll be like, well, how's your sleep? Like, how did those relationships go? Did you get into a fight? Let's just track this and see what's going on. Like, there's reasons why we're not doing things to improve our health. And accountability, I think, is a huge thing. Amazing. I love that you're... Um you know, you, you have that podcast. Uh, and I think yeah. that it's amazing that you're bringing um, a lot of different guests on the podcast to talk about holistic approaches, holistic health, all these different variations. And it's actually like such a big umbrella when you go into a uh, holistic like lifestyle and the holistic health. And um, I'm yes. learning more of it, more of it as well. I love, I love the gut health information. I love the different yeah. breathing techniques that actually help promote energy, sleep, uh, right. calmness, reducing stress. I've been learning these things and I love it. And um, so I'm definitely going to tune in and, and and I have to check some of your uh, your episodes for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think it's um, I think it's uh, super important that you're sharing that information and you're connecting and building that network um, because uh, in the in the world that we live in today. Um, you know, like we're so conditioned, we've been so conditioned as people uh, through all these different prescriptions and medications and this, this, this systematic lifestyle. Right. Um, and now I feel like in these past, like for me, I, you know, I'm, I've been around for 30 years. I'd say these past like 10 years for sure. I've been watching um, the health industry change and, and into a really good way into in a more of a holistic yeah. approach. And um, I think it's fascinating. I think it's the way to go. I think it's how people are going to continue living longer and healthier and brighter and um, feel good inside. Like, and you know, when you mentioned food and cooking online and cooking classes, I think that's phenomenal. I love cooking. I love cooking whole foods. I love, you know, recently I've dove into a bit of the plant-based diet, you know, the plant-based diet and um, 
you know, trying different variations and, um, uh, food is medicine. You know, what we put in our body is actually true. You know, they say you are what you eat. Well, it's, it's, it's as real as that gets. And, um, one I've experimented with it, I, I've talked to many people and, you, and we just know, you know, when you eat something well, um, and if it works with your body that you'll feel good, you know, if you eat something bad, you know, yeah, you will, feel you know you'll yeah. feel, you'll know what you'll feel. You'll feel lethargic, tired, whatever it is. Um, right. So true. So I think that's incredible, Amanda, that you're, that you, you know, you've, you've been able to come this far, um, through the trauma and, and through the pain and, um, and today you're able to like harness that and utilize that towards something like uh, blessing others, blessing other people in your community, online, in person. So one, I'm proud of you. And I think that's incredible too. I want to say thank you so much for jumping on the show. Um, if people are listening and tuning in and watching live, um, if you want to connect with Amanda, um, she is on Instagram. Her tag is Amanda Elise Love. You, you can also find her on Facebook. So we got all the tags here, Amanda, Elise Love. And LinkedIn, we got LinkedIn as well, Amanda Love. And of course, her website where you can get consultations. Now, when you mentioned consultations, those are for um, uh, nutrition consultations, correct? Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I was going actually on the website and I was actually, I, I liked what I saw. I was, I was scanning through um, you know, grab it because I needed to grab the, the website link to put on the branding here for the show. So I was going through the website and I actually like what I see. It's it's really nice and it's you know it's it it shows good vibrance and presence. And um, you know, I think that when you're able to provide like consultations and to help people, I think that's incredible. And uh, we need more, you know, registered holistic nutritionists. We need more um people that are willing to dive in this type of education and this type of new way of how we can go back to um traditional like whole foods right. land-based land traditional you know whole foods yeah. um so incredible uh, amanda is there anything else that you would like to to say tonight um before we uh before we close that you want to say to the to the to the viewers listening in yeah i would just like to say take one small action if that means like drinking more water having more protein and meals, like having more fruits or vegetables, just doing something simple. Maybe it's something like getting some accountability to reach those goals, but whatever it is, just start and like, don't put it off, do it right now. Amazing. Thank you, Amanda, for coming on. Hashtag stories of healing episode 21 thank you everyone tuning in and listening in you can find us on youtube facebook connect with amanda love and uh good night everyone thank you thank you